When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It is Sean's favorite day of the week. It's Monday. Ah! Good morning. Get How are you? <laughs> good morning, brother. How you be? What's, not too bad. I'm conscious. Yeah, good. What's, <laughs> what's new with you? I, I had a good weekend. Just chilled. How yeah. about you? Pretty much the same thing. Ah, Didn't really do a whole lot. Just good. took it easy. Good, good, good. Took it very easy. That's about it. I'm just uh, sitting here thinking about how they don't want those illegals on the East Coast now, do they? They don't like them very much <laughs> up there now, do they? Well, apparently not, man. <laughs> Dear uh, National Puke Radio, uh, whining about this on Friday, apparently. Oh, that, yeah. uh, they're dropping them off, and there's no plan. Yep. There's no plan for what to do with them. And I was like, well, what the hell's the plan on the border? There ain't one. <laughs> there is no. So now Mayor, no. Mal Mayor Adams says it's brutality. It's horrific, this brutality of just leaving Good them here. Now, wait a minute. What happened to uh, send them my way? I'm, I'm all about I'm a sanctuary city. What happened to that? What happened to our precious American values that these people can't shut up about in, in, in other times? Yes? Welcome them in with yeah. open arms. They're freaking dreamers, man. Right. Well, let them dream their asses into D.C. and New York. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. now we got, uh, we got the governor of Arizona doing the same thing. Oh, yeah, he's doing the same thing. <laughs> no, he's been loading them up, too, all along the time. Yeah. I, I, I just absolutely <laughs> love this. And by the way, Adams, what are you so worried about? Less than 100 were dropped off up there, but we're going to send Mo, baby. Mo on the way. Well, I mean, it's so pathetic to hear them whining. Do they not hear themselves? I mean, we, how many people do we have coming into our across our border alone on a daily basis? Between, we have, oh, we've four we've to, lost entire towns, man. Yeah, we got four to six thousand coming across uh, every few hours. Four to right, six every 000. few hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and listening to these elitist pukes. Uh, uh, prattle on about what a horrible humanitarian crisis this is now that it's on their doorstep. It's pathetic, Oh, it's man. horrible. It really is. And, 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 you know, it's one thing to say you're a sanctuary city and not do it, which is exactly what they're doing. They, they want to say, you know, we welcome right. them here. We, we're, we're a sanctuary city, but don't, don't really come. But they don't really want them there, do they? I don't want those dirty brown people here in D.C. That's you know that's that's what you guys need to take care of. We 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 we're we're busy, important, and nuanced people here. Yeah. Okay. Unless they're working in the kitchen or on the front lawn, we don't want them here. I mean, that's exactly what you're getting. They need window washers. How right? dare you? Right. They need window washers. Need someone to trim the shrubs. That's right. Outside their outside their Chevy Chase mansion. Yep. But beyond that, those don't jump, dump them off, man. So it's, it's shrill. It's weird. Keep it up. Keep it up, uh, oh, Governor. Yeah. Keep going, Governor. Buy some more buses. Keep sending them up there because it's making a difference. Um, 
Well, putting, and, and a stra- idea- putting a strain on, on New Yorkers. Oh, That's what Adam said. On. It's putting a strain on our system up here. You've got to be kidding me, right? We have hundreds of thousands a month here in Texas. Hundreds of thousands right. a month. And they've got he's got 100 or less right now, and that's a strain on your... <laughs> One of the most populous cities on planet staking Earth. And 100 people showing up has put a strain ooh, on the city, man. Ooh. Yeah. Well, the, the thing again, I keep coming back to is: Do they not hear themselves? Do they not? Un, do they just? Are they so stinking arrogant? Yeah, that they can't hear they how are. hypocritical and pathetic they sound right now. Yeah, but that's where I grew up. That's why you know, and that, that's how people are out there. That's no, why are. I live here. And that's why I live here, man. They're hypocritical. <laughs> they're just total hypocrites. But let me tell you about something else that's going on too on this subject. So it's it's not good enough for the ones that are walking across Mexico to get here from wherever they're coming in the world. That's not enough, man. We need Mo. We we don't have enough coming here. We need Mo. So Joe <laughs> Joe has hired a boat. It's kinda of like a kinda of like an Uber for boats. And oh uh God. he's going over to Colombia and picking up fifteen hundred a day in Colombia by boat and bringing them here. What the hell is this man doing? I mean, is he just trying to absolutely kill the United States of America? So, well, yeah, they've got a boat that goes to Colombia every day, loads up 1,500 illegal immigrants, and brings them right here. Now, somebody 15. tell me how, 1,500, tell me how this is not human trafficking that he's involved in. Well, absolutely. That he's involved and, and- in. And if, if if the if Bowser and New York, the mayor of New York, if they're so upset about what Abbott's doing, why are they not upset at what Biden's doing? Because he's the real source of the problem. Of course. Well, the administration. But you don't hear a peep out of them about that. No, it's all Greg Abbott. It's all Greg Abbott and, and Governor Ducey out of uh, out of Arizona. They're the evil ones. They're the ones creating the humanitarian crisis. And it's like, well, where the hell do you think they're getting the busloads from? <laughs> your guy. Okay, the reason we have these people pouring over the border, your guy's now sending a boat yeah. to Colombia with yeah. 1,500 people, what, a day? Uh-huh. Yeah. Holy crap, man. And, and they're they're uh, uh, going off on a couple of busloads? Yeah. And, I, and I'll give you one more thing about this. There's no IDs. The unidentifiable and those who are hiding their IDs are still welcome. All can come, whether you right. can prove who you are. So how many terrorists is our president importing into the United States? How many? We have no, we have no idea. <laughs> but there's probably lots. Oh, yeah. And, oh. Uh, again, it, these, these people who are going crazy now haven't had a damn thing to say about the border crisis since it began when Joe Biden got into office. They were fine with it. They were fine with it. Anybody who had a problem with it was a stinking racist. And what was the big word we heard constantly? A xenophobe. Mm-hmm. Gee, we're not seeing any xenophobic uh, behavior out of New York and D.C. currently, are we? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the question that Peter Ducey ought to ask if he ever gets to talk to Mayor Adams is, why don't you want him here? What's your right. problem? Why don't you want them here? I mean, you you have said over and over again, we're a nation of immigrants, and so has Marion Bowser. We're, we're a nation of immigrants. We should be welcoming to our immigrants. Well, then why are you so freaked out that they're coming to your cities? Why don't you want them there? Isn't New York City supposed to be the great melting pot of yeah, the world? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's what it's called. That's yeah. what I've always remembered it being called, the the great melting pot of the of the world. Uh, unless you know you're you're one of these dirty Mexicans or Colombians, right? <laughs> then we just want you in the kitchen. Oh <laughs> uh, no, in the yard. We don't want to see you in the yard painting the in house. The yard. We don't. We don't want to change my sheets. Here's okay, my, dreamer. Here's my weed and be eater. Quiet. <laughs> 
The weed eater's over there. That's right. The weed eater oh, is there. Please. God, they, please. they are some of the most horrible people in the world. They really are. Well, man. I, I just love pointing out their hypocrisy when they do things like this. And 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 good on Greg Abbott. I hope he chooses even more Democrat-run cities. And you know, the other Democrat-run cities, they're shaking in their boots right now, man, because they, they, they they're just waiting for the buses to start rolling in. <laughs> Well, look, I look at it this way. He invited them both out to the border. They didn't come, so he's sending the border to them. Welcome to the year 2022, man. <laughs> Good I luck. It. I love it. I, I think it's great. So, Keep it up. Don't stop. Don't so let Texas, up. make sure in November you vote for Greg Abbott and not that other fool who uh, was driving. Put that guy in a bus and send his ass in New well, York City. Oh, yeah. <laughs> put, him in a, put him in a boat and send him to Columbia. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Beto. Uh, I love Colombians. I love your coffee. You know, that'd be and, great. And Willie, I love you, but please quit it. He was back on Willie's stage the other day. Please stop. No. Just just quit, Willie. Just tell him no more. Yeah, you know, kinda, every time he's there. Hey, he cuts it up, cuts into Willie's cool quotient just a bit. You yeah, know what I mean? it's just not cool at all. And and by the way, uh, down in Galveston, the, I think it was Galveston the other day, Beto was driving 60-some-odd in a 30. And a cop pulled him over and said, oh, hey, it's you. Go ahead and go, but just slow are down you, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? I didn't hear about this. Really? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm yeah, absolutely Oh, serious. holy crap, man. Yeah. You and I would have gotten this big, fat, beautiful ticket that we'd be trying to pay right now, you know, hundreds if not thousands. And no, nah, it's Beto, baby. So, you know, he gets to roll on. He gets to. Well, look, I've always said there's two sets of laws. There's two, there's two different lives, two different worlds in America, mm-hmm. one for the elites and one for the rest of us. And, and it's, it's painfully obvious right now. Yep. On many different levels, whether you're talking about Pelosi or talking about Beto, you know, uh, or Fauci, for that matter, lying under oath. Sure. Nothing's going to happen to that guy. That's right. So they live in a different world than the rest of us. You know, it's a, a, a fact of America. That's it. We'll take a quick break. More Warren Rima coming up at Blue Bonnet. Price is the difference. Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram in New Braunfels is my favorite truck place. I love the Ram truck. Most beautiful, toughest truck year after year. And the number one volume sales Ram truck dealer in Texas is Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram in New Braunfels, where price is the difference. August is their biggest sale month of the year during the Make This the Summer sales event. You can choose from over 500 vehicles in stock on the ground with more arriving all the time. And if you don't find what you're looking for on the lot, well, you can reserve one that's on its way, or you can even custom order to your exact specs, and there's no additional charge to do so. So no matter which way you choose, you'll get special summer event savings. In addition to their low posted pricing, you're going to get a year of free oil changes and car washes, too. So you're going to be able to maintain that truck and keep it looking good, too. Anytime you buy a car or truck, you're going to year, get, get a year of that for you during the month of August at Blue Bonnet in New Braunfels. They're open till 10 p.m. every Friday and Saturday in August, so you can shop in person. You can shop online or by phone. Take that short drive to New Braunfels. Blue Bonnet, Chrysler, Dodge, Ram, and New Braunfels, where price is the difference. AccuWeather forecast, sunny and uh, 99 today, about 100 tomorrow. Uh, don't be surprised by a sprinkle or two. We might get something like that in the area in the coming days. 78 right now, KTSA. Good. It's us. It's Trey Ware. It's Sean Rima. It's Ware and Rima. 7 to 9. Thanks for listening. What you got, man? Well, a couple of things. Uh, first off, I guess I'm going to have to start wearing underwear again. Uh, I, I've been working at home for a few weeks, uh, and I'm coming back on Wednesday, Trey, and I promise you I will be bathed, I will wear, un- I will have undergarments on, uh, and I'll be wearing deodorant, and I'll be perfumed, and uh, 
well, I'll be back in studio <laughs> so you can stare at me for several hours a day again, as I know you enjoy doing. So Very good. I, I'm. I'm <laughs> we'll be back on Wednesday. Cool. Uh, secondly, I, you know, I spent a lot of a fair amount of time over the weekend thinking about this Alex Jones thing, and I haven't really spent a lot of time thinking about it until just this weekend. Uh, because I, I kind of was essentially, uh, he's been sued, uh, because of, uh, 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 saying the Sandy Hook massacre was a hoax. Uh, many of his listeners ended up harassing some of the parents who had lost kids. And so they're suing, uh, I, I haven't followed it very closely because I'm not a huge fan of his. I, I kind of lost a lot of respect for him when he started going off in the 911, a 9-11 truther stuff, truther bull crap. But in this case, I was really kind of like, well, you know, I mean, if it, the unfortunate part about what you and I do for a living, not the unfortunate part, but the reality of it is that you may have an opinion that is incredibly unpleasant or hurtful to people. But in my opinion, if it's your honest opinion, that's what you have to go on the air with. He didn't do that. And I'm just, I just kind of realized that at the last uh, in the last few days since I really started looking into this thing and that he testified under oath. That when, when he went on the air and said that he believed Sandy Hook was a hoax, he knew it wasn't. In other words, he did it just to gin up his audience. And uh, you know what, dude? <laughs> That's extraordinarily horrible behavior. And so I am now firmly on the side of, you know, well, he's got to, he's going to be separated from a whole lot of money, and he did it to himself. Apparently he also lied under oath about his uh, his personal finances. And so I, I just, I've, I've, I've lost it for that guy, totally and honestly, and, and I've never been a fan. But he went on the air and basically lied about what he believed because he wanted to gin up his audience, which he did. And uh, I just think that's, uh, as a broadcaster, that's one of the most horrible things you can do. It's a violation of rule number one. Um, and a lot of guys do it because they're fame horse, and that's what they want. They want the attention and all the eyes on them, and that's why they do that kind of thing. They'll make crap up. They'll say things. They, they put all the attention on themselves, which is something else that he has done for a long time. It's a real shame because I think there's a place for that kind of show, not the real weird you know, stuff that gets esoteric and out there. I'm talking about stuff that kind of stands up to the man and says what they think uh, and, and is not in the mainstream. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good for whatever is not in the mainstream, like the ABCs and the CNNs and all that kind of stuff. But this was just beyond the pale, and he did it because, as you said, not that he believed it, uh, you you can take whatever I say. You can take to the bank because I believe what I say, and uh, I don't make crap up just to put attention on me. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, depends on the day. We're in a business that the attention falls on us because of what we do. Uh, but there are un- unfortunately there are way too many people that that that's the reason they do it is to get the attention, and I don't do it for that reason. Um, and and apparently he did. That's what he fell into, and loved it. Loved that deal. And it's he is going to be separated from a lot of money, and probably a lot of money he doesn't have. We're talking forty nine, fifty million dollars yeah, so far. He doesn't have that kind of money, I don't the, think. They're going to rake his ass over the coals, oh, yeah. you know. And and, uh, and and he brought it on himself, man. He brought it on himself. I, I couldn't go on the air. I there would be no point. Maybe it's a my artistic sensibility because i had the same idea about my writing and that i it, it, none of it would be worth it if i had to be full of crap to do it 
You know what I mean? If I have to actually go on the air and be something I'm not and lie about who I am and lie about what I think, it's it, I would rather work in a freaking Valero. Yep. I really would. Can't and I it. have, actually. <laughs> well, just can't so, do it. So, you know, I, I just, uh, there, there's no point. And plus, the radio is a very intimate uh, uh, medium in that people form a, a more personal relationship, I think, with radio people than they do with television people. Uh, in a sense, and part of that relationship is that you're valid. And by valid, I mean that you are who you claim you are. People hook into that, and, and it's very important, I think, to the audience to have that kind of connection. And frankly, it's important to me, too. And so how he was able to go on the air every day and sputter and spout that stuff and his with his bombast, knowing that he didn't believe it himself, yep. I just I can't wrap my mind around well, it. Well, and, and look, here's the deal, too. On the other side of that, and I'm not defending him. This has nothing to do with him. I'm moving beyond him. I'm, I'm looking at the larger picture. The cancer culture is all over our business now, and they're following closely, and they want to get to as many of us a, as possible. Uh, and, and, and it really is getting out of control. Um, you, you've got, uh, beyond our business, you've got this situation where they shut down the police department in a town because some guys told a really, what appeared oh, I to saw be that. a joke, right? right. But, a slavery know, joke. Yeah, yeah, a slavery joke <clears throat> between themselves. Um, and so they just shut down the entire police department. This story just came out a couple of minutes ago. The Oklahoma football coach, head coach of the Sooners, uh, Kale Gundy. Now, this, this is huge. You know, Oklahoma University. He just quit. Because he read words during a meeting that were posted by one of the students off the student's iPad. He read it aloud, and one of the words, I don't know if it was the N-word or what, because he won't say what it was, but he said, it's so offensive, I should have never said it. And I read it out loud, and so I, I quit. He quit! This morning, oh God! Because he read the words that were that were there. This he is chopped off his own head. That's amazing. Yeah, he said, uh, let's see here, he, he resigned. Uh, after being uh, using offensive language during a film session last week, uh, he made the deci- the decision. He said a statement read word. He read uh, this statement off of a player's iPad, and the word was on the iPad. So the student actually wrote the word. But right. he said, since I read it aloud. I'm going to quit. He said it wasn't my word. Oh, uh, God. I didn't, I didn't write the word. It was not my word. It was the student's word. But because I read it, now I, I'm going to quit. I don't know. He thinks he wanted to quit anyway, and he just gave himself a very easy excuse to do it. You absolutely know pathetic. You read it, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's you... absolutely pathetic. And you then know? he quits. I don't think he liked his gig, man. I think he so, wanted out. He was the wide receivers coach. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. no, he was the head coach. It says wide No, he was the head coach. Head coach at Oklahoma. And I just, you know, the whole thing. In fact, I, well, I mean, I can't, I can't read the entire uh, comment here from Twitter. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous when you, you're reading something that somebody else wrote and then you realize what it was that somebody else wrote and you say, well, I, now I have to quit because I read their words. That's just insanity. Oh, God, we're a nation of wussies, man. I, I wake up well, every day. Well, you know day, that. <laughs> I wake up every day hoping I offend somebody, man. I live for it, so cancel my ass. Go ahead, make my day. All right, uh, back in a minute. More Warren Rima coming up for you here on KTSA. With Alamo Water Softeners, the best protection for your appliances, all of them. All of your appliances that protect your home and, and, you know, provide water to your home. 
can be your water softener it can be your your uh, you know whether it's your water heater can be your refrigerator can be your dishwasher you're running dishwasher every day if you're running hard water through your dishwasher the next thing you know it's going to get all clogged up and it's going to bust and you're going to have to buy a brand new dishwasher and have you seen the prices on dishwashers if you can get them so you don't want to go through that. You want a great Alamo water softener, making sure that only soft water is going through there. But it's well beyond water softening now. At Alamo Water Softeners, they provide the best value for the highest quality in water treatment for you. With growing concerns over the aging infrastructure around here, more and more homeowners want to take their water quality into their own hands. I want you to invest in an Alamo water treatment and filtration system. They've got the right one for you that will work for you. So go online and make an appointment today with one of Alamo Water Softener's whole home specialists and take advantage of their premium bundle pricing. That's uh, on uh, during the month of August. Alamo Water Softener's high efficiency and advanced technology, complete whole home coverage and protection for your family at alamowatersofteners.com. The Senate Row. <laughs> it just it just makes me want to say Iowa. Oh, what's up? Oh, what's up? <laughs> oh, what's up? I was like Iowa. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Iowa. I'm being crazy. Hey, listen, I got to clear something up from the last half hour. Uh, Jesse James was right. Um, it it is uh, an assistant to Gundy who quit. Uh, they just updated the story. It was not the head coach. It was a an assistant. They just updated and said yes, it was an assistant. Because I, you know, that would have been huge. Sto- it would have been huge news had the head coach quit. Right, right. Right. So, but listen to what he said. This is the assistant coach saying, "I owe it to Sooner Nation to be transparent about what led to this decision." Last week during a film session, I instructed my players to take notes. I noticed a player was distracted and picked up his iPad and read aloud the words that were written on that iPad. The words displayed had nothing to do with football. One particular word that I should never under any circumstance have uttered was displayed on the screen. In the moment, I did not even realize what I was reading, and as soon as I did, I was horrified. Oh, come on. He quit. Oh, come on. Well, why didn't the player quit? Because he wrote it. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Know. So uh, it's only words. You know, it's I, it, words. I, I've never, you know, Chris Rock kind of said it perfectly. He said, uh, "People who say words can hurt have never been punched in the face." Yeah, that's you know, right. I mean, this that's right. this business that we're just we can't handle utterances. There are certain things we can't handle, even risking we're going to hear with our ears. Ooh. You know, man. The most of the, let me tell you, ninety percent of the world could not handle one thirty-minute conversation I have with my wife in the or, car. Okay? Or they have they have been punched in the face or kicked in the hoo-hahs. So right. that's that's pain right there. <laughs> hey, is it okay to be fat? Is it okay to be fat? I don't know. It depends on your health. Okay. I mean, it it, it 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 depends on what you're talking about. I mean, if you're talking about attractiveness, uh, sure. If you're talking about health, no. It's it's very. I mean, I've already packed on a few pounds since the hospital, and I got to lose that stuff uh, here in the next few months. So no, it's not healthy. It's a national security issue. Ask? Well, I'm going to tell you. What is it? A national security issue? No. Okay. Well, Bill Maher says we have in society right now, and I have noticed this being around the schools, that uh, it is it is accepted. 
and uh, even celebrated. He says it's celebrated for, for people being fat. He says the trend is a legitimate national security concern for the United States because the military is having a harder and harder time finding candidates who can meet the physical requirements to serve. This is Bill Maher. He says there's a disturbing trend going on in America these days, rewriting signs to fit ideology or just to fit what you really want to be. We've gone from fat acceptance to fat celebration. That's new. That's new to view letting yourself go as a point of pride. He said, we used to at least try and be fit and healthy. Society praised those who succeeded. Now the term body positivity is used to mean I'm perfect the way I am me. And it's Orwellian how often positivity is used to describe what's not healthy. You can get away with anything bad for you when you're young, but let me ask you this. Have you ever seen a fat 90-year-old? <laughs> Scary, isn't it? Healthy anyway? Well, anyway, right. so there you go. Well, it's, it's, it is weird because just a handful of years ago, in fact, during the, the Obama administration, Michelle Obama made it her mission in life to, to take on childhood obesity. Okay, and, and the, what's changed, and you, you've seen this in a lot of other uh, aspects of human existence here in America, is that nobody should be made to feel bad about anything. Nobody, it, it, that's where we are. That's the woke culture. Nobody should feel bad about anything. People should only ever feel wonderful about themselves. And let me tell you something, obesity kills people. I, I had a buddy I worked with for about ten, uh, nine years in Denver who was morbidly obese. He was uh, one of my best friends. He was a great guy. He was a very intelligent dude, very talented guy. Okay, but he was morbidly obese. He couldn't drive a car. He died about uh, two years ago of a massive heart attack in his, in, his, in, his, in, his, uh, in his sleep. He got to the point where he couldn't work. Now, I, 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 would, I would submit to you that if you could bring that guy back from the dead and ask him, Hey, was it beautiful being fat as and morbidly obese as you were? He, I guarantee you, he'd say no. It was the curse of my life. Okay, it is it is unhealthy, and and this idea that you can roll around and and be three hundred, four hundred pounds, and nobody should say anything to you, or you shouldn't say anything to yourself. You know, I mean, one of the reasons I ended up in the hospital is because I got fat. That's one of the reasons I ended up there. Well, you know? and it's not and, uh, just uh, it's not just saying something to somebody because there are body shamers out there who will you know pick on people or whatever. But it's also it, his point. I think it's a good one. I think it's probably the best one I've ever heard made about this. In today's culture, that is celebrated. I mean, you look at right. some, somebody like a Lizzo. She calls herself fat black woman. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. And, and people praise her for being a fat black woman. They praise her for that. And and really, I heard Gutfeld talk about this the other day. He said, "When not knock it off, quit it, because you are actually praising them for being unhealthy. It's not healthy, you know. There's nothing healthy no, about it. No, it's not. It's like celebrating alcoholism. You know, it's <laughs> it's 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 not it's not healthy. You know, you you, you, you it, But again, I, I I agree with you. It is celebrated, but it's it's it, it goes back to this idea that yeah, you are perfect, there's nothing wrong with you, and anybody who says there's anything wrong with you, you know, makes you feel bad about yourself, is the person in the wrong. And, uh, uh, yeah, fat is celebrated these days, and it's bizarre. Again, when one of the great icons of that movement, uh, while she was, uh, or her husband was in office, fought childhood obesity and obesity in general tooth and nail, and, and that's all forgotten now because, you know, fat's beautiful and just, 
you're fine just the way you are. You don't feel bad about anything ever. Yeah, well, and, and, and Mars said it right. He said, healthy at any weight, that's unchallenged. That's an unchallenged lie. Healthy at any weight. People tell themselves that kind of no. lie so they can go on eating whatever they want. And uh, he says, you know, you got heart disease, you got cancer, you got diabetes. Plus, I just, you know, it's it's the living with all that weight, carrying it around. It's horrible. And, and breathing, trying to breathe and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And this is not trying to shame anybody, but this is, you know, this is a topic that comes up all the time. And one of the things I used to do when I used to do commercials for weight loss products I would say, okay, drop five. You want to know what dropping five pounds is like? What I want you to do next time you're in the grocery store at HEB, go over and pick up a five pound uh, bag of sugar and carry it through the store with you. Five pounds. And just carry it. Don't put, don't, don't put it in the basket. Just carry that five pounds to the store. Now, try doing that. Let's just say you're 30 pounds overweight. Grab 30 five pound or three five pound or, or, or however many five pound bags you want to get to for that 30 pounds. It'll be six five pound bags. Grab six five pound bags and carry that around while you're shopping, right? And see, see how well you do carrying six five pound bags of sugar around. Well, you carry that on your body all the time. And Bill Maher had a great point. I'll just wrap it up with this. He said, uh, it's okay to let yourself go a couple of times a year. Thanksgiving, eat eat a lot. You know, eat a lot and then open the top button. That's fine. You know, during the summer, people are a little more loosey-goosey with that. That's fine. But only do that a couple of times a year. The rest of the year, kind of focus and pay attention on it. He said because 17 to 24-year-olds are too fat to fight, and we're, it's a national security issue. Well, I, I I just think it's a it's a very unhappy, a very unhealthy message, and it's it, and it's uh, again it's it's about people's egos superseding their reality. And again, as somebody, I was pushing three hundred pounds before I went in the hospital. You know, it's 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 when you you can barely breathe walking down the hallway, you got an issue, and it's not beautiful. It's not uh, it's not uh, you know uh, uh, something your ego should be proud of because you're not going to live. You're going to die at some point. So I think it's a I, I, national security threat. I don't know if I'd say that, but I mean I, I agree with everything else he said. And again, it's a cultural thing, a cultural shift that's happened in just the past couple of years. Because prior to that, obesity was anathema. People were preaching about obesity all the time, including the former first lady. And now suddenly it's you know yeah, healthy at any weight is is a complete lie. I, I kind of <laughs> do. I I, I kind of do get the national security thing in that seven, like you said, seventeen to twenty four year olds are not in shape, uh, and it's getting worse. It's not getting better with time. It's getting worse, and we need them to be in shape so they can carry a rucksack and they can carry a, a rifle and do the things that they need to do uh, to defend the country. And so many more of them are showing up. You know, way too over, too overweight uh, and, and obese to be able to do what needs to be done. So much so that the military is now, instead of changing them, this is where it really gets screwed up. Instead of the military changing them, they're changing the military, and the military is getting lax in some of their requirements. Yeah, well, China ain't doing that. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Good line. Quite the opposite. Good Quite line. The opposite. That's exactly right. All right, quick break. Uh, we'll do the days coming back. BG products, great for you, great for your vehicle. I don't know what you drive. If you got a brand-new car or you got an older truck, it doesn't matter. Whatever you drive, BG products are fantastic for the best protection. Increases the lubricity of the oil inside your engine because what it does, it, it binds itself to the inside of the engine, so you always have protection in, in your engine. It's wonderful stuff. And if you're concerned about the life of your engine, if you're concerned about wear and tear, if you're concerned about breakdowns and costly repairs, and you should be, 
Well, you can take those concerns out your mind by having the guy, whoever it is, who changes your oil, add BG next time he changes your oil. You can't buy it off the shelf. This is really good stuff. Stuff on the shelf is kind of watered down. So this is the good stuff. This is, this really is. BG's the good stuff. And by the way, they got a fuel system cleaner as well. You don't just dump in the gas tank. They do it for you there when you have your oil changed. And that will give you the best mileage you've ever had. That's BG from BGFindAShop.com. Day it is. Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? All right, brother. What day is? <laughs> Sorry, I was singing a Johnny Cash song during the commercial break, and I wasn't sure if I went over there. Um, it, we we got a mixed bag of nuts here. First off, it's International Cat Day, and uh, which is interesting because my cat Jarvis has discovered he likes to chew on my show notes. Uh, so I, I've had to shuffle him off my clipboard three times. So happy International Cat Day. Uh, it's International Zucchini Day. <laughs> okay. So love on a zucchini. Uh, it's. You know what's going to happen with, with stuff like that? We're going to start to believe that you're making this up. I'm not. Oh, well, somebody else has. Somebody but else you know, has. It's International Zucchini Day. It sounds like something you would make up. Well, it does, frankly, but I, did, I didn't. It's real, baby. It's uh, Happiness Happens Day. Yeah. Well, on International so, Zucchini Day, of course. Yeah. That's some happiness happy right there, boy. International Zucchini Day. Uh-huh. Uh, and finally, and this oddly seems to fit, it's uh, Wear Your Mother's Jewelry Day. So, uh, you know. See? Put on some mom jewelry, grab your zucchini, and you're going to be happy on Cat God. Day. On Cat Ooh, Day, all together. What all these what, what if you can't find did? a zucchini though? <laughs> yeah, you don't have, not every home Go has a zucchini. Land. Yeah, you know what? Take if you can't, squash. if you can't be with the squash you love, yeah. love the squash you're with. That's, you know? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> People not being with the right squash uh. is what keeps the jukebox playing. Really love <laughs> the squash you're with. Oh People? man. Oh man. Uh, Lord I see have a mercy. bumper sticker on that man. Yeah. If you can't be with a squash. You loves love the squash you're wearing. Well, I'm going to really? print some up and sell them at a farmer's market well, this weekend. While you're wearing mom's jewelry. Yeah. Well, then you have to be careful who blinks in appreciation when they drive by you if you've got that bumper sticker on it. Yeah, I know. Rock on. <laughs> so, that's right. No. So, how many, how many pussycats do you have anyway? <laughs> how many? I got five. I got five cats. Oh man! And you all we almost picked up. We almost picked up a new dog this weekend, but uh, decided yeah. not to. Right, right. But uh, we, we're a rescue. I took my cues from Kinky Freeman. We're we're basically a rescue ranch here. <laughs> Is that what's going in on in my neighborhood? Any <laughs> orphaned cats come live here? God. You know, again, a dog was abandoned over the weekend. And we I I almost went and picked it up. So we, that's we got five. I got five cats. And I still want a Maine Coon. If I could get a Maine Coon going, then I'd be happy. Well, they, 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 they do done. the same thing here. They've got pretty much the back of the, the radio station is that, too. I mean, they've got how many cats and how many skunks now? Because <laughs> the skunks are the ones that we love attracting. So happy. Because the skunks are nocturnal. So when I show up, the skunks yeah. are out. Everywhere. Yeah, that's your welcome wagon. That is my well, welcome and, wagon. And also, the, the, cats, the cats have grown up around a radio station. So they're like, hey, meow. Uh, that's right. <laughs> They're stray cats yeah. <laughs> who know how to strut. Yeah, you're beautiful. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you're beautiful. Yeah, mostly dark tonight. Get uh, it? Meow. Uh, <laughs> this is bad. 
We, we need a Weather forecast on. for tonight, fur balls through the morning. Hey. Oh, God, this is horrible. It's getting worse this time. We need to move on to something else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to talking about zucchinis. I'm going to take my zucchini and, jewelry. and go home. And jewelry. <laughs> Take my zucchini and go home. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I, I do want to say, I, I know we can get into this. Well, I got, we got about, a, what, a minute here? Uh, just very quickly, John Leguizamo Leg- Leg- is upset that James Franco has been cast as uh, uh, Fidel Castro because he ain't Latino. Yeah. Just want to point out, John, you played a French guy in Moulin Rouge, and you ain't French. There to you lose go. The track. So the, these people and their appropriation sure. crap, I'm so sick of it. Right. I don't want James Franco playing anything because he's greasy. Yeah, right. But beyond that. <laughs> Got it. So coming back after the top of the hour, a tax increase is a tax increase, whether it's direct or run through businesses, and you're about to, well, you're going to be increased. That's coming up. Warren Rima continues on KTSA. The where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Hey! Hey! Welcome to Monday! Ah, yes, Monday. <laughs> Beautiful! <laughs> Comes around every seven damn days, doesn't it? <laughs> I love it. All right, so a tax increase is a tax increase, whether it's direct or run through a business. And the Democrats this weekend, the Senate anyway, voted the largest tax increase in American history on the working class. But no trades only in new business owners. Nope, that's a lie. A tax increase is a tax increase, whether it runs through a business to get to you or whether it's a direct tax increase, i.e., uh, you know, payroll taxes, et cetera. This is going to extract $700 billion from the private economy and put it under control of the federal government. They're swarmy little hands. Uh, it's going to spend over $400 billion on the Green New Steel, which means Joe is paying China back for that sweet little kiss they gave to, uh, they gave to uh, Hunter uh, and throughout the years. Uh, your taxes are going to go up, the biggest massive tax increase in, in history. And then we've got audits that are going to be coming from the IRS. I think the most egregious part of the well, the whole thing is egregious, but the most egregious part as far as liberty and freedom of American citizens. They're going to hire 87,000 new IRS agents to target you, to harass you, to monitor your income and spending, to access your bank account, and on and on it goes. Just for volume here as, as an idea of how big this is going to be now, Sean, when they hire the 87,000 new IRS agents, that will be the size of, if you were to take the entire State Department, the entire FBI, and the CBB, and you combine those agencies, the IRS, with this new hire, is still going to be larger than all of those agencies combined. 87,000 agents to look into your life. I mean, uh, you know, th- this is from the Obama playbook. O- Obama, how many times did he uh, beef up the IRS while he was in office? Uh, Ob- this is the biggest one, though. And, and I don't think people people who are not paying attention to, the, to this, and there's a fair amount of them, uh, are going to start paying attention real fast when the IRS starts knocking on their door, uh, when they're paying even more for a gallon of gas, when the price of living goes up even more than it is now, I mean, uh, Senator Ke- Senator Kennedy was right when he said this is a special kind of stupid to do this to the American people in a recession. But you said they know their time is limited. 
they know that they only had this one window of opportunity to pull something like this off, and they did. And uh, listening to Chuck Schumer gush about it yesterday, I, I threw up in my mouth several times. These people are putting the screws to the middle class, and they don't care. They want the middle class to go bye-bye so that all you have in the new S-hole of, uh, of America, the United S-holes of America, are elites and poor people. And uh, look, baby, it's going to get tough. <laughs> I was telling my wife last night, we were watching the, the coverage yesterday afternoon, and I mean, I, I, things are going to get real freaking tight here real quick. This is uh, classic Marxism, where you separate yeah. the uh, the classes. You have this upper class that is, uh, uh, you know, really uh, the the lower class becomes slaves, and that's exactly what Marxism is all about. Read read Marx, and you'll see. Uh, this is exactly where we're headed. That's exactly what they're uh, going to do. They're going to stop innovation in this country because they are going to take away the incentives that are in the tax code right now for innovation, whether it's drugs. And I'm no fan of big pharma, but They've got to be able to recoup when they do all that research and all that time and all that marketing. They've got to be able to recoup that. Well, they're taking away all those incentives. They're taking away incentives for somebody like an Elon Musk to take chances, to be weird, to get out there and do crazy stuff. And it's the crazy stuff. It's the risk takers that have always taken us forward, and now they're taking away their incentives to take risks. So what happens? You end up with, boom, nothing. We have no innovation. We become like the other countries on the planet who don't make anything, who don't try anything new, who don't take any risk. None of that goes on in those countries. America's been the only country that's ever done that, and that's because we have rewarded very handsomely risk takers, and they're taking that away. Well, and it's going to be trickle-down poverty because uh, small and medium businesses aren't going to be... Look, everybody who opens a business is taking a risk. And uh, and if the risk, pay, risk pays off, they end up doing what? Hiring people to do stuff. <laughs> Those people make money, and then that money returns to the economy when they buy stuff. I mean, Donald Trump understood this. The problem with the modern progressive is they view all profit as greed, unless it's their own, uh, unless they're the ones making the money. Uh, and so it's going to put the screws to medium businesses as well, I think. I mean, I'm not an economic expert, but it would seem to me if the guys at the top are having trouble, it's going to trickle down to the guys in the middle, and uh, it's, going to, it's going to kill the economy, and the economy is already sputtering. It's absolute freaking madness, but if you want to be the only rich dude in the world, in, in, in the room, and you're a senator or a congressman or a bureaucrat of some kind or an elitist of whatever, or whatever, you need everybody else to be dirt poor. And again, as you said, it's much easier to control people who are hungry than uh, than people who are able to feed themselves. So uh, they're about it, and they pulled one off. Uh, and watching uh, Kamala Harris, that moron, uh, give the final vote was uh, was just disgusting. And and again, I, I said to my wife while we're watching the coverage, not a single person you're seeing on the screen is going to have to suffer this. Not a single one of them is going to have to suffer any of this. Well, what's interesting, though, is they're going to have children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. So this money that they are going to spend, $700 billion that oh, they are God. stealing, they're stealing it. They're stealing $700 billion from taxpayers. It's money that hasn't even been made yet. It's coming from people that haven't even been born yet. Right. It doesn't. That money doesn't exist, and they're stealing it from the American people to give $400 billion to the Green New Steel folks, primarily... 
those in China who are making solar panels and windmills. You knew Joe was going to pay them back. You knew he wasn't going to get out of office until he paid them back. And so that's exactly what we've got here. We've got these guys as political favors. And we've got to take care of the AOC-type crowd and the squad crowd. We've got to make sure that they're taken care of before November happens. That's why they're rushing this through. They all ought to go to jail because this is theft of the American people. Theft. It absolutely is theft, and the fact that they named it uh, the Inflation Reduction Bill just makes me want to barf all over again. It's like you know shoving the knife in and then giving it a twist, because they know it's absolutely not what it is. This is what they've wanted all along. They just couldn't pull the first one off, and now they have it. Seven, what did you say, seven hundred billion dollars, and the American people are going to be absolutely screwed. And uh, I don't know. I guess you can undo this if we get a change in leadership and a change of the balance of power in November. But, you know, I, I, watching the glee yesterday on all their faces is yeah. what really made me sick oh, sure. in my stomach. Because, again, they don't have to suffer. No. And what I, said this, what I said this morning was McCarthy and McConnell, they ought to appear today, this morning, uh, on call a press conference and hold it up. Here is our repeal of this. It's right here in our hands. You right. vote us in and you give us a gigantic two-thirds majority because keep in mind we got to turn a veto back from the old fart. So right. here, here it is right here. The, the minute you put us in power in November, we are going to rip this thing to shreds. We're going to repeal it. We'll put this online. You can re, you can read the repeal act, so on and so forth. It's going to be one sentence, and that is we repeal this thing, this piece of junk. Uh, and we're going to send that over to the president. He's going to veto it, but we're going to override his veto because you're going to put us in with such major uh, uh, numbers that he won't be able to override us when we override the veto. So I, that's what you have to do, folks. And, 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 and really, you have to stop. Please, we have to stop this hiring of 87,000 new IRS agents. Remember, Sean, remember what Janet Yellen said. Remember what the president said. Remember what the vice president said. Every single transaction of $600 in and out of your bank account needs to be reviewed. We need to decide where you're spending your money if you're spending in the right place. Who are you spending your money with? That should be up to us in the federal government. And so they're the ones who want to look at every $600 transaction. And with 87,000 new agents, larger than the State Department, FBI, and CBP combined, the IRS will be. Oh, I know, and 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 because they're uh, their ideologues, uh, the six hundred buck transition uh, transactions are also going to cripple the banking industry uh, because it, it's it's going to be damn near physically impossible to do uh, to review every six hundred dollar transaction in this country. Uh, but that's what they want. They want their eyes on your money, and uh, they they uh, they want you poverty stricken. Uh, they want you to hurt. They want this to hurt. Uh, so that eventually we'll what beg them for the uh, for another rescue of some kind? No, November is extremely important. But as far as your your idea, as far as coming up with a repeal now, I think is a brilliant idea. But uh, never underestimate uh, Republicans in power well, and their ability <laughs> yeah. to snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory. You know, so uh, I remember Obamacare. <laughs> sure, oh, <laughs> you know absolutely. What I mean? when, when these great Republicans didn't stand up and, and lost their spine all of a sudden. So, you know, we'll, we'll, 
We'll see what happens, but uh, the American people are the ones who ultimately get screwed. i, I got to say this before the break, too, and it's always incendiary when you say something like this, but I have to. I'm a historian. Well, I, I, I'm, a, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm a house historian. I'm not anybody official. I don't have any letters behind my name, but I love history. I study history. I read right. history all the time. This, what, what they are doing as far as the, the federal government is concerned and these agencies is so eerily familiar from the 30s in germany it is oh, yeah. so eerily familiar when you want to bring in and and basically when you deputize these guys they have unlimited power to with a say so over your money Eighty-seven thousand new on top of the many thousands they already have i mean you're going these guys are just one step away from what they did in the 30s in germany it's frightening what they're doing right now oh yeah we're one step away from the brown shirts you know we really are uh, you know, 87,000 new agents at a time of recession uh, with a package that's supposed to reduce uh, the economic pain, and they hire more dudes to shake you down. I mean, if that doesn't scare a lot of people, it should. Only the morons think this is cool, but this is bad stuff, man, real bad stuff. Real quick break. More Warren Rima coming up. KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Hey, Sean, did you see the uh, weatherman that really got off on his maps? No. You didn't this? see this? No. Okay, this is great. So I was watching this over the weekend, and Don was just watching it in there. Just, Don, why don't you just lay it out for Sean, what, what happened here? There's a, there's a, morning, a morning show in Chicago on the ABC right. affiliate, and the meteorologist, his name is Greg Dutra. Now, I'm right. familiar with, with, with Dutra because he worked up in Bangor, Maine for a short time. At the CBS affiliate up there, and he was right, right out of broadcasting school at the time, <laughs> wide-eyed and you know energetic and ready to go. Well, he's in Chicago now, <laughs> and the other day he is doing a forecast, and he realized <laughs> that his weather map is interactive. That if you touch it, it will move. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and his reaction is priceless. If you'd like to hear some of it, we can yeah. sure check yeah. this out. Up just a little bit. Well, I moved the map. I didn't know I, I could do that. No way. <laughs> That? I gotta try it. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you believe that? Just touch it. You can go oh, anywhere you want. That's so cool. <laughs> can I zoom? Oh man. Oh, oh man. <laughs> it's a great day. It's a great day. Uh, he's, almost, he's almost excited as Bill Taylor during a thunderstorm. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's great, man. So well, he, you know, he's, nothing he's got like, his hand on the wall and he's moving. Yeah, he's the moving right. And he's zooming in yeah. and he's just beside himself. That'll so. get you when you're yeah. a weather yeah. geek. Exactly. But not, not nothing like discovering, uh, you know, how your own map works on television in a major market. You know, it's <laughs> pretty Chicago. interesting. Yeah, but you know in what? Chicago. We, we all have done that at some point here. Yeah. Oh, where where yes. something new comes in and it's like, wait, you can do that? Yeah. Wow. Whoa. He, you don't have to queue up these CDs. They queue up themselves. So, so the the weather guys, there's a, there's a whole slew of them on YouTube where they finally get mad at the anchors. Because I don't know if you guys yeah. have noticed this or not, but no matter what the weather is going to be, the anchor is never happy, never satisfied, right? So they'll get done with the weather and they go, okay, and back to you, Barbara. And Barbara goes, well, that really sucks. Do you, are you sure it's got to be cold again today? Why, why don't you, can you just bring back some heat, you know? Or if it's hot, <laughs> right. if it's hot, right. Barbara. Goes, God, it's so hot. Can't we have a little cool around here? So they got a whole bunch of these guys on YouTube who just lose their s when these anchors are. Shut up! I'm so sick of you. Never happy. I'm glad I'm not married to you. I can go home and be treated this way. That's right. That's right. 
<laughs> that's true. That's yeah. funny. Well, we're going to work something up and put that video on our on our website. Oh, as well. very cool. Oh, cool. People very cool. Good for so, you. Good very for you. Cool. I can, it's I a can great. It, it'll make you smile. He's That's like, what we need he, these days. He's like a kid at Christmas. He really was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, how old is he now? What's he's like in his 30s, right? He's in his early 30s. Oh, okay. yeah, man. oh he was getting off, man. He, yeah, was, he was like, oh, my God, look at this. Look at that. Oh, my God, I can do that. Whoa! You know, it's like, yeah. calm down. Wow. Sir. Even the anchors are going over saying, hey, what, you can do that? You know, yeah. They were all trying it out, wow. too. Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking can we of play sh- games on it? That's <laughs> right. Speaking of Chicago, 53 shot this past weekend in Chicago. 53 Shot in Chicago this weekend. Um, Yeah, my daughter is thinking she wants to go to Chicago after uh, she gets out of college to try to hook up with Second City. And I'm like, um, (laughs) let's talk about this, baby. Avery, Avery, uh, Second City's not all it used to be. You know what I mean? They're shutting down uh, SNL, so they really don't need Second City anymore. Let's think maybe about someplace else, sweetheart. Texas. Texas. (laughs) Lots of stars coming out of Texas. Right. Actually, Austin is really becoming a lot of, uh, and I was telling her this, that a lot of movie productions are heading to Austin. Big time. Because they can't afford L.A. They can't afford, they can't afford, afford Studio City anymore in the, in, the, in the taxes. Yeah. And so a lot of them are moving their operations to Austin. Well, and I'm like, you ought to come to Austin because that's where the opportunities are going to be. And we all know about Austin and the music scene. And if I, if I oh, was yeah. still gigging like I was when I was younger, I mean, instead of once or twice a year, if I was just getting after it, I would be in Austin every weekend because right. that's the place. Oh, yeah. All right, a uh, quick break. More Warren Ryman coming up on KTSA. Uh, you know, Pecos Fence Company is great uh, when it comes to building a fence, repairing a fence, replacing a fence. If you've got a fence and you need work done, maybe it's showing its age right now, maybe it's coming apart, which they tend to do over time. You know, it's, it's wood, so they, they can start to happen. Well, Pecos Fence Company can either repair, replace your fence, or if you've got a piece of property right now with no fence at all, they can begin ground zero and build a fence for you that's going to be beautiful. Now, what do you want it to do? do you, are you mainly concerned about privacy in your backyard and you want a six-foot or a seven-foot a cedar privacy fence or maybe it's security for your animals and you're looking at something like maybe a i don't know chain link fence okay well they could do it all at pecos fence company just talk with them about what it is you're interested in and what the fence is there to do security fence at work maybe a combination of chain link and razor wire above that they do it all both commercial and residential with the best prices anywhere that's what you're going to find with our friends at pecos fence company 210-655-5656 it's where rima trey where sean rima ktsa's monday so uh we're gonna put this one right up there with guam flipping over because <laughs> you know too many people in guam is going to flip over um, Nancy Pelosi came back from Tawa, Tawa, and they were asking her about her relationship with China. And uh, do we have, you know, how is your relationship with China and, and the connection with, with China? And this was her answer. When I was a little girl, I was told at the beach if I dug a hole deep enough, we would reach China. <laughs> so we've always felt a con- connection there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, God. I, I heard that. What a stupid thing to say. Uh, Can you be more stupid than she is? No. 
I I was going to I was going to dig a hole in China, but then uh, I decided to take my plane instead. Yeah, well, you know, she is such a dumbass. That's man. what the vodka will do. You'll sit there and dig in the sand. Uh, I'm rich in China. <laughs> I'm digging yeah, the sand. I was a little girl. I was uh, told at the beach if I dug a hole deep enough, we would reach China. Uh, that's her. That's her personal connection to China. Yeah, I'm gonna dig a hole and reach China. Uh, Joe, yeah. Joe Biden ended his COVID isolation immediately. Walked out, got on the helicopter, and flew to Delaware to start his vacation. Right. <laughs> and, and I think he's going to get monkeypox after he uh, after he gets off vacation, dude. They don't They're want him keep around. that guy locked away, yeah. man. They want him locked away, you dude. Uh, until uh, about November eighth or so. I I concur. So you know maybe uh, the president uh, got off vacation, but he came down with a really bad case of acne, and yeah. so we've got to isolate him yeah. until we figure out uh, make sure it's not herpes or something. So you know. <laughs> They're going to keep him locked away. We're man. not they sure, him- but he just began scratching violently like a dog, and he's yes. scratching and he's scratching and he won't stop scratching. So we're going to uh, keep him locked up down here while he continues to scratch. Actually, uh, <laughs> to help with his own stress levels, we have him in an isolation tank floating uh, in blue water, and so uh, he'll be doing the work of the president, the work of the people, while hanging out in an isolation tank doing Seriously, crack hunters. So. They're going to come up with stuff all the time because they don't want him out. Uh, meanwhile, they had CPAC over the weekend, and Donald Trump easily won the straw poll in Dallas at CPAC. Uh, approval, his job approval, 99% with the CPAC folks, and 69% of the vote went to him as far as president. Uh, they want him to run for president. DeSantis got 24% of the total compared to Trump, 69%. With Trump out of the picture, DeSantis is at 65% of the CPAC folks. Uh, well, I think a Trump DeSantis ticket would win. I think a Trump uh, Noam ticket would win. Uh, you know, I look. I don't. I, I have nobody can say for certain whether he's going to run or not because you know he's cheeky and he likes uh, tweaking people, uh, which certainly he did. But uh, I look. I, I I don't know anybody that was a voter of, of Trump before who wouldn't vote for him again. If he did run, I I wouldn't have to think about that vote at all. I would I obviously vote for him. I just, you know, whether he is or he isn't, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Uh, you, you can't predict Donald Trump. Would you Would you vote for him in the primary over the others? Absolutely. You would? So if you he was would, running, yes. You would vote for him over uh, DeSantis, over Tim Scott, over... Just I na- would. Na- <laughs> Mike Pence. Yeah, okay. absolutely I would. All yeah. Right. Okay. He got stuff done, man. He got stuff done. Yeah. Well, we need somebody to get stuff done. Uh, I, I, I actually had a guy call this morning and said he voted for Joe Biden and that he is now turned turned and wished he had never voted for Joe Biden, especially after this weekend's thing. Mm. Uh, he said he knows he's going to be targeted for uh, audits by the IRS. And, and he just and I said, well, OK, why did Joe Biden get your vote? Because, you know, you and I all the time ask for Biden supporters yeah. to call. I said, why did he get your vote? And he said, I just didn't like the way Trump acted in public. I said, so you you would rather have you know somebody who is uh, you know has no brain left and and is destroying the country, um, you know, based on 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 a moral decision. I said I did not know that we were electing um, the pastor. We weren't trying to elect Billy Graham. We weren't looking for a pastor. We wanted somebody who's going to get stuff done and fix stuff, and he did it. He fixed. Yeah, it. Yeah, he did. I mean, uh, again, uh, in a in a single term. Up until the point where COVID came along, 
Okay, you you can't tell me that he wasn't one of the most effective and successful presidents this country's ever had because he absolutely was. Okay, if you can point to a president that had us energy independent, if you can point to a president that had the economy going in the way it was going with jobs for for African Americans and all the communities that Democrats claim they're always fighting for, if you can show me somebody who uh, who had gained uh, either the respect or the fear of our enemies around the world, uh, you, you know, I'd love to see it. Reagan maybe came close, but Trump was a badass, and certainly, absolutely, I'd vote for him again if he ran. Yeah. In the primary and in the big one, because uh, he was, you know, people didn't like the way he spoke. Yeah, that's what, that's they what he said. Like, I, yeah, they didn't like the way, they, they thought he was gruff, and he was uh, un, unrefined the or tweets, whatever. The tweets, the tweets, the tweets. The tweets, yeah. oh God, I thought the tweets were brilliant. I, I'm, I'm not one of those people that, that uh, hated his toot. I loved his I toot, I was man. triggered I by his tweets. You know, well, oh anyway, God. So, I, you know, the, uh, miss me now, and, and definitely do miss uh, Donald Trump. Uh, finally, there's a restaurant up in uh, Fort Worth, Katarina's. Got a dress code. You got to leave. First of all, you got to wear a jacket. And you I saw that. Leave the cell phone locked up in a bag because you're not going to allow to use your cell phone. I love that idea. Well, I think it's really cool. You know, I mean, uh, if you don't like it, if you don't like it, don't go. But I, I, I would suspect that he's going to do a real good business. It's an Italian restaurant. A high-end Italian restaurant, and uh, yeah, if you if you're a dude and you don't have a jacket, they'll provide you with one. Uh, the cell phone thing, uh, I, I go all the way back to my restaurant days just uh, <laughs> when I was about 12 years ago. Uh, and the most depressing thing I'd see is on Friday nights, you'd see entire families sitting around a table eating pizza, and they're all staring at their phones or a device. Still see it. I, I was, uh, we, uh, we went uh, the, for breakfast yesterday morning to a, a Mexican place down the street. Same thing. You yeah. saw people, whole tables of people just staring at their phones, man. Yep. <clears throat> and, I, I, and I do like the, the dress code idea. More of that. Now, I, I know it's good to go to a place where you can just kind of be scuzz, but uh, it's also good to have places where they do say, hey, man, come in here or something other than your furry flippers, right? Come in here looking good, smelling good, and acting good. There's something about that, man. When you look good, you're going to act well. And, and all that, and I think that's a I think that's a good thing. I, I I told the story this morning. Nancy and I were on a cruise one time, and we went to a. She booked us at a nice restaurant, and I showed up in shorts. Now it was she, nice shorts and a nice shirt, but I was on a cruise, right? So who needs pants? But I walked in, man, and a guy said, called me over, to, you know, by himself, and he said, uh, "Sir, where are your trousers?" I said, "My what? <laughs> my what? Well, I hope they're in my pants. I know that's where I put them." <laughs> he said. 